Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, we want to welcome you back to the We Found Another Hour podcast. I don't, uh, who. It's been a long time since we've been in the studio. There are lots of things that are underlying in that, but I don't know, Brother Caleb, are we picking up a new season, or are we, I mean, we've taken a four, almost a four-month hiatus on the season that we began in January. Uh, lots of extenuating circumstances, but uh, we're back. But, I mean, like, is this a whole new season? What is it? It's got to be a new season. And that, ladies and gentlemen, let me reintroduce to you, okay, our studio guest today, because we've got some new uh, personalities and some of the old, but that was Big Country with a K. Uh, how have things been going for the last four? My, you've grown since I've, I've grown. I've grown and uh, in stature and, well, I don't know, wisdom, at least in stature. And uh, my life has changed. You, what changed? Well, You're even going about the same, right? I had a baby. I didn't have a baby. Unless that probably hurt. We're not into that. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> you you completely got me off guard. But you did when we started this season. Was Shallow born? Not nah, not that I remember. No. When was she? When was she? But she was born. De- well, you December twenty third. I have to ask my wife. December twenty third. Yep. That is when your daughter was born. Yep. I'm glad. I'm glad to be able to help. Hey, that's Ladies why. Ladies and gentlemen, little city <laughs> is with us in the house. Sure, am glad uh, that you're with us, and brother Caleb is too. So, uh, can you stay with us and help remind us not only to do the podcast, but remind him of his daughter's birthday? Mm-hmm. I'll teach you everything about brother Caleb's life. <laughs> no, I'm gonna help him out. That's why he's the next gen pastor. He remembers the baby's hey, birthdays. I know what's coming think next. Of, think yeah. about this: like you got a new baby, mm-hmm. brother, uh, brother Derek, aka Little City, got a new job. Yep. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm just telling you, it's like the whole newness factor. We also, uh, I want to tell you who else is in the studio with us. We've got, uh, we brought back an old personality. An old personality, okay? She's been with us before. She's no stranger to the stage. She's no stranger to the studio. Y'all make a big Grace Baptist Church welcome to Grammy-nominated Sarah Davison. She is a lady of great standing. (laughs) She's not old in terms of age. Well, no, she's pretty old. In terms of age, too, because she, you know, we talked about this on a podcast before, but Sarah precedes me here at Grace Baptist. I was seven. So, yeah, oh yeah. So she started leading worship for us when she seven. was uh, four and a half. Mm. And, uh, but, uh, no, so how long, you 16 years you've been at Grace yeah, Baptist? Yeah, uh, Grace hired me in May of 2006. Mm. Wow. Wow, she's the the Iowa special, is what I so, call her. So, Brother Derek, how old were you in 2006? Like four? Not quite. Not quite. I would have been 14. Okay. Yeah. All right. What, what 
figure, uh, so, and by the way, uh, you can't see him, but we're going to introduce him by personality. We've got a brand new uh, studio personality with us today. This is the infamous mm. Stephen Hogan. From the, from the wild, wild west. From the wild west. Yep. Stephen, I want you uh, to tell the studio audience all about your life. Start when you were born. <laughs> Like, you want me to go as my life? Ask Brother detail. Derek what day you were born on. Yeah, yeah Brother <laughs> Derek, when was Stephen born? Uh, let me pull up my phone. I can figure it out. Um, no. September 30th, 1988. Mm, it's a good year. Born well, that's the same good year. Leanne and I started dating. Mm. Or going together back then. 88. Huh? May 14th, 1988. Right before you were born, buddy. Wow. That's when history was made. Mm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, uh, but Stephen, now our audience is not going to know this, especially by the way you talk or anything like that, because uh, they often mistake me from being from upstate New York with okay. uh, with my accent and all. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. because I say instead of coffee, I say coffee, you know, I really don't, but I can. Uh, and, and I trick them with that uh, personality. But lots of people, they, they are totally dumbfounded when they find out I'm from the South, when I was born and, and raised in the South. So they're never going to guess uh, that you're not from here. So why, why don't you? Why is that? Why don't you tell them where you're from? Tell us a little bit about Stephen Hogan. Yeah, I'm from California, from Northern California. And uh, the closest, I mean, the capital is in Sacramento, which is about 35 minutes from where I live. And I was an hour from Tahoe. And about two hours from San Francisco or the ocean. So I could snowboard in one day and be at the ocean mm. in the same day. Never thought about that. So you're a snowboarder? Yeah, I snowboarded every Dude, winter. I love to snowboard. I took the youth on the ski trip. That's all we did. I wouldn't let them get skied. Yeah. I love that snowboard. I will tell it's you way this, better. Though. I can't. So we moved here, my wife and I, about over three years ago. And... I was really excited to visit the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> you and really got uh, to hit that powder, didn't you? Well, we go to the Smoky Mountains. They're hills. And those are not mountains. <laughs> yeah, now, easy hills, now. Different. Listen, don't be hating on our mountains. I'm just saying. Those are those are what we would have called foothills. Mm -hmm. well, those are the Great Smoky Hills. It's still beautiful. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but, but, I mean, the Sierra Nevada... That's right. what I grew up with. You're not winning any points that's, on this that's podcast. That's what I thought mountains were. But I, but I love the great state of Tennessee. No, I, it's good. But let me explain to you why people go to the Smoky Mountains. Okay. It's not to see the mountains. I mean, you go to Gatlinburg or uh, Pigeon Forge, you go for, like, eating. Okay. And you go for, like, sightseeing. And to see a very important person who, who lives over in that area of our state, Miss Dolly. Oh, yeah. Dolly. Dolly. People, go people Dolly go to see Dolly, and then Dolly the Smoky there. Mountains are also there. Yeah. Yeah. Dolly and Taffy. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you get Taffy, but you go for the experience, not the gotcha. beauty. Not the beauty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had it all wrong then when we went. We're, that's why you're on this podcast. So we can help <laughs> now, if you want to see a great mountain range, you come down to Alabama, and you go to Mount Chia Hall. The highest point in the state of Alabama, 2,000 feet above sea level. It's massive. 2,000 feet. 
2,000 feet above sea level. You'll have to take me there. All right. I'll We're take probably close to that now. I'll tell you what let's do. Can we take this podcast on the road mm. when we visit Mount Chewdabaker? <laughs> Chewdabaker. <laughs> Chewbacca. Mount Chewbacca in Alabama with Stephen Hogan. Yep. Yeah. We'll, we will, we will record from the peak, oh, and yeah. you can see for a mile around. Is that the one we <laughs> <laughs> You can see for a mile around. <laughs> Yes, I've missed y'all mm-hmm. in the podcast, and I've missed uh, uh, the opportunity we have. Stephen, what we do is we answer Bible questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we walk through in our program this year, we talked about that when we started it. So, uh, 222 and 22 is our Bible reading program. We're asking our folks, we're walking through the New Testament in a year's time. We've slowed, what, what was it called out in California, slowing the roll? Yeah, slow to roll. Vibing. The vibes have gone. Yeah. We've been taking We're just chill. chilling, you know. The chilling. We're chilling through the New Testament. I don't know. We're chilling through the New Testament. Yeah. We're taking the vibe down. We're slowing the roll. With that, we're asking folks to really take some time and, uh, and invest in the Word of God. So we've made it easy uh, to read. Less than 222 seconds a day. Less than three minutes a day. We're asking them to read. Uh, could be a chapter, could be 20 or so verses, but let's take our time and go through it. And then with that, we always answer questions. So uh, on this podcast, that's what we do is we answer the questions that come from uh, our audience uh, across the spectrum. Not only uh, just Grace Baptist folks, but uh, all of our listenership, which I venture to say since we've not recorded a podcast in three or four months, we probably lost a lot of viewership but maybe maybe they'll return hey get the word out everybody the podcast is back we're back in the studio and we have Stephen hogan with that being said we're going to answer some questions right after we come back from this commercial break hi i'm steve freeman pastor of grace baptist church and if you're looking for an affordable but yet quality Christian education for your children, maybe even your grandchildren. Can I invite you to explore Grace Baptist Academy? We're currently enrolling pre-K three through first grade, and we would love for you to come to learn more about Grace Baptist Academy and perhaps to be a part of our family. Why don't you come grow with us at GBA? You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. We're back, and we're going to answer some Bible questions. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about this question. It goes all the way back to the beginning of our reading. And, uh, we, of course, we started in the New Testament. We're reading the New Testament, and the first book of the New Testament would be Who's our scholar? 
Okay, not everybody at once. Uh, let, let, maybe I'll answer, uh, Brother Derek. It's Matthew. Oh, okay. I thought that was the 20th one. He can, he can keep up with Brother Caleb's birthday, but not the books of the Bible. All right, so from Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 8, verse 3. He, here's the question that one of our um, uh, folks asked in regards to this passage of Scripture. And I'll read it, and then I'll give you the question. And then I, I want to get your thoughts on where we are on this passage. So uh, the passage, Matthew 8, 3, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, okay, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Now the backdrop of this I'll let you give to us in just a minute, Brother Caleb. Uh, but he's talk, I, I'll fill in the blank. He's talking about a, a leprosy victim, a person with leprosy. So Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and, sa and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately this man's leprosy left him or he was cleansed, okay? So the question is, why touch him? Jesus could have just spoken him clean uh, as we see him do throughout the scripture. What, why, why was touching a part of this equation? So with that being said, I'll open up the floor. Brother Caleb, why don't you give us a little background? Um, regarding this passage of scripture and, and what's going on. So this passage is in Matthew 8 and it comes right after uh, surprise Matthew 7. But why that's important is that that's the end of the Sermon on the that Mount. Is a <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, New Orleans yep. Baptist Theological Seminary. World right class. There. World class. I don't think we need to Straight continue. From Mount Tabaka. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So Jesus is on the sermon, uh, on the mount, and he comes down after he, he preaches. And so he's coming down from the mountain, and all these people, you know, are up there. And so there's this guy, and he has, it says he has leprosy. And he says, Lord, if you're willing, make me clean. So I think, you know, the, one of the important backgrounds of this passage is, you know, what is leprosy? Why is that significant? Because uh, we see this come up a lot in the Bible. So uh, I think that's an important thing to understand is w what's the deal? Why, why does it matter if somebody has leprosy or not? So tell us the deal. Well, uh, what, what is leprosy? The, Sarah, what is, I mean, because y'all have got a lot from where you're from, right? <laughs> don't y'all deal a lot with leprosy? Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> tell us. Well, it's, those it's those armadillos. You can Dillers. Dillers. Right? Dillers. Armadillos. Yeah, yeah, they we do. We don't yeah. have any armadillos. Oh, okay. Here it's armadillos. Oh, Everything God. has an R Dillers. on the end of it. Armadillos. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Sarah, remind the studio audience where you're from, so they'll know where not to visit, so they don't get leprosy. <laughs> uh, I'm from Southwest Iowa. We don't have uh, leprosy there. What? What? So, no what letters. is what is leprosy? I mean, it's a skin condition where you have sores. And it's extremely yeah, it's kind of for them. It's almost an umbrella term of really any sort of skin disease, skin disease. and that's why we see in the Old Testament that they talk about um, essentially checking it because some of them would heal, some of them would go away, and others were permanent. There was nothing you could do, and you were going to die from it. And so it was a really big deal if you had it, because the the fear is it's contagious. It's yeah. it's going to spread, and if you don't separate it from the community. Everyone's going to get it. So, like Corona, like the coronavirus, you quarantined. Everybody was quarantined. Did they wear a mask? Ooh, that's a good question. Was there mask mandates in the Bible? I don't remember Moses putting one in. They they really they were really big yeah, on quarantine. The, yeah, they, 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 they might have like leprosy colonies. 
They did understand. I have to disagree with you, Sarah. I know that would surprise you. Is that the first time in 14 years? Um, Close, not quite. Maybe the second. So, in 14 years, I, I think, honestly, how many how many fights have we had in 14 years? How many? I don't remember. Maybe, maybe two. You don't remember because there hasn't been any, or you don't remember because there's been so many? Um, I don't really remember. Or did you block them out? I've kind of blocked them out. I only remember Have you been suppressed memories? Have you been to I only, I only remember the happy things. <laughs> okay. Well, it's just been a joyous occasion. So here's here's the thing. In Leviticus 13, there's a whole specific chapter that deals with ha- leprosy and how to uh, handle it. Yeah. So I disagree in the fact that they... Mm, I mean, certainly they didn't have the technology we have now, but they they understood there was this was obviously an issue mm-hmm. in Moses's time when God had dictated the law to him. So, with that being said, they had to have some idea. They they knew something so, because God even in the law made a provisional protocol of exactly what to do to protect His people. So. Certainly, I would agree they didn't have the technology, but it was an issue that they were dealing with in terms of med- the medical community and, and how it all coincided. So I maybe it was, you know, we had pandemic of 2020. Maybe they were going through the pandemic of 23. 2020 B.C. Yeah, 23 <laughs> A.D., 24 A.D., because that's when this would have taken place, 24 A.D., three years because this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry, right? So, I mean, Jesus, the Bible tells us he was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. We know his ministry by the number of Passovers, which was three. So approximately three years was his ministry. We know when he was born in 6 B.C. Uh, we know that from Daniel chapter 9. We also know from Daniel chapter 9, well, we know his death from Daniel chapter 9 gives us specifically the numbers. We've talked about that before. So we can roll back to his birth. So in all that, we know that, you know, we're talking about 24 AD, the year 24. So they were dealing, this was the pandemic of 24. We had the pandemic of 20. Mm. Mm -hmm. So thoughts on leprosy. Stephen, what's your thought? How does California deal with the pandemic? Oh, they're real strict. Huh. Quarantine. <laughs> Stay away from each other. Social distance. Wear your mask. Is that why y'all moved? Is that why y'all moved? No, we moved right before. Smart. Right before COVID hit. Are you thankful for that? Yeah. I mean, Los Angeles County was, I have a lot of friends there. The most, I would say, them in New York had the strictest laws or regulations on uh, COVID. Are people so? Let, let me ask you this: gets, gets off the subject, which we often do. So, talking about California, mm-hmm. and and not this is not this is just inquisitive because we have such not only I mean obviously a different culture, mm-hmm. but the way things were here. Obviously, when you were talking to your friends, was way different. Mm-hmm. Two ends of the spectrum, and even how we dealt with the pandemic. Yeah. So, are the folks? that you know back home in California, I'm sure you got not only friends, but family, you have mm-hmm. family yeah. still there. Yeah. So are they, 
Are they happy in California? Because here, here's the reality. We have tons of people. This is why the real estate, uh, even here in Robertson County where we are, it's why the real estate market is so crazy right now. Because And most of it is an influx of folks from California who are moving here, mm -hmm. which obviously things are a lot cheaper here. Um, you know, not to us, because this is where we grew up. So now things are really expensive here, but for somebody in, in such a different housing market and such a different uh, financial market, this is really cheap to move from there mm -hmm. to here. So there's lots of people moving. Why would you say that people are vacating California and exiting to Tennessee? Uh, I think there's, a, there's multiple reasons. A lot of it is uh, just the the regulations, taxes, rules. I mean, there's no s state income tax here, and a lot of people are unhappy with how Gavin Newsom dealt with COVID. And I'm not a lot of people are unhappy with. I'm not an economist, but in terms of business, yeah, uh, like Tesla moved out of California recently. And so I know a lot of businesses have left California. Do you think Twitter will move, mm. Brother Caleb? Um, probably so. When we're I'd recording move. this podcast, it comes yep. in the very same week that the owner of Tesla uh, just bought out Twitter. So I'd move it right on smack dab on top of Mount Chiahal if I was him. <laughs> There's no <laughs> you're not gonna, you don't get a good signal. You don't got to worry about the government down there. <laughs> I gotta I gotta say something about California though because. I don't know how much time y'all have spent out there, and I never, I've never out. been. I've never okay. been. So the the I think there's a when people think California, they think a certain thing, just like when Californians think of you know the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, the Smoky Mountains, or, or when Californians think of New York, that they're going to go there and everybody's going to be like what they saw in the movies. But really, like the the liberal like regulatory kind of people are on the coast. So you have San Francisco, Los Angeles, and that's where you see a lot of the really strict stuff. Mm -hmm. Then outside of that, like the, the county I lived in was called El Dorado County, and it was, like if you looked on it politically on a map, it was a red county. So it was actually the conservative, like I got my concealed weapons permit in California, in that county. Are you so, carrying right now? No, I'm okay. not. But, but, uh, I, on that like northern part of California and the eastern side of California, there's tons of conservatives and it's broken up like that, but you just see more like of the liberal side on the coast. Just what you see on TV. Mm -hmm. What you see on TV. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that would, I would say, have our, like a Tennessee, Robertson County worldview in California. Would but, they have the same, would they have a Tennessee vibe? That's a good question. Because I've experienced the Nashville vibe and the Robertson County vibe, and they're very different. Two different vibes. Two different vibes. I like it. And it's just how Nashville dealt with COVID versus this county that, that we're in. Yeah. I don't think that we, did we actually ever enter into the pandemic? I think we just kind of opted out here in Robertson yeah, County. Yeah, we opted out. That's yeah, what it feels like. It, Life it, went on. Yeah, we, we opted out here. We just said, no, no thanks. So yeah. we just life we, went on. Yeah, we went on. Uh, Lowe's made lots of money here. You know, I mean everything. It was life is normal. So uh, 
let's finish this discussion. Actually, the Bible question discussion uh, right after this commercial break. I'm 14. I'm 62. I'm 37. I'm 26. I'm 22. We're 47. We're five. Grace Baptist Church is a place where you'll fit in. It's not a building. It's the people within that comprise a church. People who care for one another. People who understand one another. People who live life together. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church, and I want to personally invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. at our main campus where you'll find real people connecting real faith with real life. You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. All right, we made it through. We got the history of California, Mount Chewbacca. We got it all right here. Uh, We're more than a one, we're a one-stop shop right here of information, okay? But the main information that we want to project is from Matthew chapter 8. So we talked about leprosy. We cleared up the fact that uh, Southern Illinois, uh, Missouri, and where, where'd you, Montana? Isn't that where you're from? <laughs> I'd love to be from Montana. Is that, is that close to Iowa? Our, from our house to uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming is not quite six hours. So okay. you could get there easy in a day. You could probably be to Stephen's house in California by then. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, uh, but leprosy. So leprosy was the issue. But the question at hand is, why did Jesus touch the leper? We've got recorded miracles all throughout, uh, you know, the Bible where, uh, and, and especially in Jesus' ministry, where he just spoke clean. But we also see other times where he touched. Like in this situation, we, all, uh, we, we also see other times that he commanded somebody to do something. Like he would... Uh, uh, spit in the dirt and make mm-hmm. mud and have them w- wipe it on their eyes. But other people um, that were blinded, that he healed, he just spoke the word. So what's the difference maybe in the miracles? And then specifically, our, our listener wants to know, why did he touch it? Well, I think to answer that question, you got to know why or or what would have been expected. So because he had leprosy and because he was quote-unquote unclean, according to like the Mosaic Law in the Old Testament, then uh, you weren't allowed to touch him. So the question, well, why would Jesus touch him? Did Jesus become unclean? And uh, personally, I think the answer to that is no. The reason why Jesus touched him was because instead of the leper transferring his uncleanliness to Jesus, Jesus, being, being God, being who he is, actually transfers cleanliness to the leopard so it's a reversal of what everybody would have expected to happen which is typically the thrust of jesus's ministry from the start it's everything opposite of what everybody expected Mm -hmm. 
you know, even in a Messiah. Uh, their, their idea of a Messiah was not somebody to save them from their sin. We have to remember, we're talking about Pharisees. We're talking about the r religious zealots and, you know, their fellowship of the law. Not the Lord, but the law. So, uh, in their minds, the reality was, and this was what Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, what Jesus just got done preaching the Sermon on the Mount was all about, to help them understand, hey, you sin comes from the heart, not your actions. So, even though these folks believed, these religious elites believed, that they did not have sin in their life because they followed the law to such a degree. And, you know, so Jesus is reversing this mindset. And not only did these religious elites, but they were the teachers. So the people actually, you know, under their followership or following their leadership uh, began to adopt these mindsets. So when they're talking about a Messiah, Jesus, this is why they rejected Jesus, because this was not their idea of a Messiah. They wanted a political king who was going to liberate them from Rome. Not uh, the God-man who would liberate them from their sin. That's not who they wanted. One, that's not who they thought they needed. So everything that Jesus does is going to be reverse um, course in their mindset of, of how God interacts with mankind. So you're right, Brother Caleb. I, I think big country with a K. <laughs> You know, in terms of this was going to be a reverse course. And if I'm not mistaken, I know it's the first recorded miracle in Matthew. But could this be one of the first recorded miracles? And, and my synopsis of this, and I'll just kind of summarize um, uh, my, my thoughts. And that is, I believe Jesus did that and uh, touched this man intentionally to show that he came to provide something different. I, I believe it was more symbolic and more ceremonial than it was in the touch itself, because like I say, Jesus could have spoke the word. But I think, you know, leprosy at that time was an incurable, mm -hmm. uh, debilitating disease. There was no cure for it, and people were scared of it. And, and you know, so you wanted to shy away from it. But in our lives, we have a incurable debilitating disease it's called sin and i think the jesus the god man came and demonstrated physically with the leper by touching him and showing that god had come to man to touch the incurable disease of his physical life to demonstrate symbolically that that's what he came to do for our spiritual life boom mm. can we Drop the mic. Drop the mic. I th That's a mic drop moment. That was a mic. I, but I, I truly believe, I truly believe that that's what uh, was demonstrated here. So uh, thoughts on that? Thoughts I on that? I was doing a little research about this, and I read, and I don't know if this is true, so you got, we can talk about it. But it was the only time he healed out of uh, pity, is what I read mm -hmm. in the book of Matthew. Well, I, I like that. Of course, Brother Caleb could enlighten us as to the audience. You know, Matthew, we talked about this. Uh, our audience doesn't know this, but we talked about this in staff meeting. But Matthew was a tax collector like Zacchaeus. Yeah. So he was an outcast, you know, that, that 
Jesus reached into his life. But he was Jewish, and he wrote primarily uh, to a Jewish audience. Whereas Luke was a, what was Luke a Gentile? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So he wrote primarily to a Gentile audience, and this is why we have the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And they're all the same story about Jesus, but they all come from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. This is why some of the things don't match. It's not that they're wrong, but it's written from a different vantage point, a different viewpoint. So, you know, in, in Matthew, that would have been significant as far as who Jesus healed, the audience there. And, you know, he that would have been important to Matthew to record Jesus's pity miracle. In other yeah. words, uh, because he's writing to his people. He's writing to the Jewish audience. Because wasn't he healing, like, a lot of times to show that he was God, that he was divine? So, so yeah. My, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. And I think what's really neat about, like, this one is the way Matthew writes it is it's it's an emphasis because right, the next thing is the centurion's faith of healing somebody that's not even there. Uh, and so you see him showing that, it almost kind of going back and saying, I want to make sure you know that Jesus didn't touch him because he had to, but because he wanted to emphasize that. And I, I really commend our listener that it's really important how Jesus, not just what he does, but how he does it. Everything that Jesus does, everything that he says has so much significance in it. And so we can glean so much out of the Bible just from, right, I mean, we've been talking 30 minutes about Jesus touching a leper and why he touched well, him. And we've not also talked about Mount Chewbacca. That's important, too. And California <laughs> and the pandemics and all. So, uh, but you're right, sir, you got some, why, why don't you bring us some closing thoughts and wrap up touching the leper? Well, I think it's a perfect um, statement of, of Jesus' miracle workings that he would heal somebody that was so unclean that in that society that would have been completely frowned upon. And truly and honestly, when you think about it, we are all the leper, every sure. single one of us. And so he reached out in mercy and in pity to us. Uh, I think that's a, a miracle in itself just to think about that. Sarah preaches. Preach. Oh, she so sings on Sunday, preaches, yeah. preaches. On Monday. <laughs> well, uh, y'all, thanks for being here. I think that we, I, I think that I think we actually answered the question, uh, but certainly that leads to an ultimate question. As you said, Sarah, we're all lepers, and we all have an incurable disease that only God can heal, and that's uh, the sin in our life. So, if you're listening today and you've never given your life to Jesus. Um, you know, why don't you today consider allowing the God of heaven who came to earth to literally touch our lives with his power? Why wouldn't you consider today accepting the fact that Jesus died for your sin? He was buried and on the third day. God raised him from the dead. Paul says the power of God for salvation. If you want to know more about being a follower of Christ, we'd love to tell you about that. Listen to the outro. It will tell you how to uh, get in touch with us, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have a Bible question, send it to us. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. 
please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.